welcome to another edition of Rohatmu, random selections of the official handbook of the Marvel Universe Deluxe Edition, here on the Worst Collection Ever feed. I am your uh, host, Sean. Normally Jen is with me, but as uh, we've been detailing throughout this past couple weeks or whatever, uh, you know, we're currently in the midst of uh, doing some remodeling and some reshifting and stuff around the house here. And uh, things aren't really in a, the best place for us to uh, record uh, full podcasts because everything is like our comics are on the garage and we don't know what we're going to read. And there's just, it's, it's kind of a mess. And uh, so we're just kind of putting this out there so that you folks can have something to listen to while we uh, get our shit straight. But that's, you know, that's coming soon. You know, give me, give us a few more weeks or whatever. I mean, I enjoy doing these though. I really do. I enjoy just looking through this book, this massive book of uh, official handbook of the Marvel Universe Deluxe Edition and uh, just finding things to talk about. Uh, sometimes they're really taxing because they're four pages long, like the Phoenix one, and that really sucked. But I did my best, and that's all you can really ask for. Uh, as far as like a house update, I mean, Really not much else to report other than the fact that we got flies all over the fucking place. Uh, there's something, some sort of pipe or something that's got some standing water in it and there's fucking flies in it and it sucks because, you know, I'm killing the flies and there's just fly corpses all around. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not fun. <laughs> I decided that it's not fun. I decided that I don't like all these goddamn flies. Uh, I mean... I mean, it's not like a plague, but it's rather uncomfortable, especially when you kill the flies and they try to escape out the window, but they don't make it and they die and they're just sitting in the windowsill. So we got all these dead fly bodies sitting in the windowsill and they got to vacuum their asses up and take care of it. So that is what I'm dealing with as of late. I'm not really crazy about it, but you know, you do what you can. Uh, I am actually using a microphone stand this time, so hopefully this sounds a little bit better. Hopefully I won't hit the table too much because uh, I like to move around when I when I record. I'm a gesturing type of fellow. Uh, I guess one other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, Black Widow came out uh, the past weekend. Went to go see it on uh, Friday night, uh, opening week, opening day. And, uh, you know, we'll talk more about it once we get more into the mix of things, but, um, you know, when Jen gets back and we start doing that, I mean, but I'll just give a quick, you know, some quick thoughts. I thought it was fine. It felt kind of like, you know, why are we doing this now when we should have did it before they really should have did it at some point in the middle of all the, when, you know, when the actual, uh, time occurrence was happening you know because it's, it's because the movie itself takes place you know just some spoilers here i'm not gonna get too crazy with it but this movie takes place uh just after civil war starts so they're looking so the you know thunderbolt ross and everybody's looking for the avengers because the sokovia accords and all that business is going on and this is kind of where uh black widow is in the middle of uh doing all this hoo-ha stuff that is pretty uh i don't want to say it's inconspicuous because it's not but 
you you know it does kind of draw attention to her and she doesn't that's it kind of makes sense why she ends up i guess helping out the sokovia accords or the you know the pro side the pro registration side i guess you would say it's an action movie it serves its purpose there's some good scenes in it some great set pieces you know i mean just stuff that you would expect from a marvel movie you know but it's not anything ground shattering ground ground shattering you know but it's just it doesn't yeah it doesn't really you know it, it exists for the fact that we needed a marvel movie at some point especially after the pandemic and everything like that that's been going on so thankfully we have something to bridge the gap until now we got something coming out in november with eternals and that'll be i guess a f- kind of officially kicking off phase four so we'll see how eternals kind of turns out uh, I'm actually excited about that one. I'm, you know, because it's gonna be something a little bit. Well, actually, shit, I forgot. Uh, Shang Chi comes out in September, so yeah, so we're we're back in it. So Shang Chi's gonna be great, and uh, Eternals, Eternals should be interesting. I'm interested in Eternals, so you know, we'll uh, we won't talk much more about it. But you know, once uh, those movies come out, we'll try to get some uh, spoiler episodes in, and uh, y'all can dig that. So, anyways, let me get into the book because that's why you're here. Well, that's why, I mean, that's why I'm here. Hopefully you're here for it too. I definitely would like to hear your feedback as to whether or not you dig these or not. I dig doing them, as I said. I enjoy going through these things. This is my wheelhouse. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, open up this book here and see what we run into. Three, two, one. Okay. Well, this one's only two pages, but it's a big man. Big man. Big name. Uh, Mysterio, that's right, uh, Mysterio, who uh, I was very fascinated by as a young comic book fan who didn't know much about him growing up because I was never really like a Spider-Man kid. You know, I uh, enjoy, I mean, of course, Mysterio being a Spider-Man villain, but I wasn't really uh, into his uh, whole you know, his whole Spider-Man's stuff, you know, I was more of like, I guess, I guess if I was, when I was younger, like I was more into like X-Men and not even that, I don't even know what I was into, (laughs) to be honest. I just, I remember reading Secret Wars though. And I also remember reading Transformers when I was younger. Uh, So, but yeah, Mysterio, I always wondered because I was like, is he, I didn't really, it wouldn't occur to me that there's a man inside that fishbowl. But I always was, curious as to like how he kind of functioned but uh he's a very unique villain and i i think i just my opinion because he's you know he, he dabbles in the subterfuge genre of uh chicaneries and uh he's got a very interesting costume i mean it's essentially a fishbowl on his head and uh but his color scheme i love his color scheme i love the way he looks he's got the purple cape he's got the the green green gridded bodysuit with some pretty cool gauntlets too. I've always something about his, his gauntlets. They're very ornate uh, compared to the rest of his, his, his main outfit. Um, but yeah, now he's a, he's a, he's, he's a fellow Hollywood transplant now living in New York city, uh, base of operations. What does it say here? Mobile. Well, okay. So he's not really in New York city, but he does, uh, he does spend some time there because that's where he fucks with Spider-Man. So that's that's to be presumed. Anyways, let's get into it. Mysterio, real name, Quentin Beck. 
Occupation, former Hollywood special effects designer and stuntman, now professional criminal. Legal status, uh, citizen of the United States with a criminal record. Former aliases, Ludwig Reinhardt. I like that. That sounds like a, sounds like a, um, uh, what's his face? It sounds like a, like a composer. Definitely with the with Ludwig. Reinhardt sounds like a composer slash uh, Polish butcher. <laughs> I don't know. Because I knew a kid named Reinhardt. They spelled it differently. But I, I, I for some reason, I, I immediately came I came to think of meat when I think of the word Reinhardt. Anyways, uh, place of birth, Riverside, California. So he is uh, sort of SoCal. So he grew up in that area. Riverside's a bit more, ugh, I'm probably going to mistake this, but I feel like it's a bit more southeast of uh of california of uh like los angeles and hollywood so you know he grew up in the area where it makes it pretty simple for him if he wanted to get into uh you know hollywood stuff as he as he tended as he ended up doing uh to uh just take a take a drive over there you know you don't have to go very far but uh, that's pretty uh that's pretty convenient i always i always kind of wished i lived in california like growing up that would have been kind of neat I kind of wish I was a, a California boy. Could have enjoyed the beach more. Could have uh, maybe had a maybe have somewhat of a tan because I'm not pretty. I'm, I'm I'm not pale, but I'm not I'm not I'm not tanned. I don't look I don't look healthy, as like uh, like those California people do. Uh, group affiliate uh, well known relatives. Excuse me. Oh, I'm jumping ahead here. Mar marital status: single. Grown known relatives: none. Group affiliation. Former member of the Sinister Six, former partner of the Wizard. That's a pretty good pairing. We'll probably learn more about that. Uh, first, base of operations mobile. First appearance as Bogus Alien, Amazing Spider-Man number two. As Mysterio, Amazing Spider-Man number 13. So it does make sense that he would think that he was an alien. That's what I kind of thought he was too. I thought there was some sort of monster underneath that hood. I didn't realize it was just a dude. But uh, yeah, he, uh, he was an alien before he was the real deal. Quentin Beck started his career as a Hollywood movie stuntman. Did I mention he was a stuntman? I just said he was a special effects designer, didn't I? Oh, I guess not. Maybe I, okay, I, I didn't realize he was a stuntman. That's actually pretty uh, pretty smart because you get you, that gets you into two unions because there's a stuntman union and of certain there's like a special effects union or maybe there. I mean maybe there is now. Maybe there wasn't back when he was then. But uh, you know that's that's he's double dipping. You know he gets he can get some bennies from two places. That's real smart. I don't know why he decided. Uh, maybe we'll, we're going to find out because I'm going to read this. Uh, I'm not going to read all of it. But but soon he became more interested in the field of motion picture special effects. In a short time, he became one of the most accomplished effects designers in the industry. Him and Rick Baker and Tom Savini, the, the triumvirate of special effects men. Well, not really more. He's more. They're more into gore. I don't know. What, I don't know what his gore specialties were. Uh, Quentin Beck was. Motivated by the desire to escape the limited recognition of his behind-the-scenes occupation, Beck tried to become an actor but was met with little success. A joking suggestion by a friend gave him the idea of using his technical knowledge to kill Spider-Man. Jesus Christ. His friend's a psycho. He's like, hey, man, you know, he'd be kind of cool if he killed Spider-Man. I know you're just a struggling actor, but why don't you go, why don't you go kill, that, kill that, uh, that bouncy guy in New York? He's, like, he's, he's halfway across the nation. He's actually he's fully across the nation. What the hell are you? What, why? Why? Why are you 
singling out some kid. Like, there's you get there's no no nobody you can uh, no superheroes you can uh, try to kill in in California. I'm certain there were. Back became fascinated with the concept of duplicating Spider-Man's feats. Okay, so that makes more sense. He moved to New York City and studied Spider-Man intently for months, filming him in action and f- collecting fallen pieces of his webbing to see if it could be duplicated. Yeah, that had always been strange because, you know, you, you, Spider-Man's flopping around and he's got that webbing that he created on his own. So it's probably just like a weird foreign substance. I don't know if it becomes brittle or if it becomes moist and w- sloppy last once it's uh, done because that's kind of that's kind of gross. That's kind of that that's 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 gross for Spider-Man. You know, he should he should be more careful with that. Maybe it should be uh, just d- dissolve in midair. Maybe it does. I don't know. I don't care. You know what? I, I I'm not gonna. Maybe if I read Spider-Man, maybe I'll learn more about it. But God, I I really hope I don't get Spider-Man in one of these things. That would be that's like f- six pages or something like that. I can't handle that. But I'll do it for you if I have to. Uh, let's see. He arranged. An anonymous encounter with his intended victim, Beck contracted or contacted the criminal known as the Tinkerer, outfitting, outfitting him and his accomplices with equipment to, that made them appear to be extraterrestrials. Oh, I didn't realize he had a thing with the with the with the Tinkerer. Beck himself participated in their illegal activities and escaped when they were defeated. The special effects he designed. We're convincing enough to cause Spider-Man to think that they're authentic aliens. That's right. You got, you got he, he made Spider-Man believe as if becoming radioactive wasn't enough. He also made him believe in aliens. Uh, following that encounter uh, and more months of prepar- after more months of preparation, Beck completed his Spider-Man simulating costume. He also created the mass identity of Mysterio for himself. He planned to discredit Spider-Man by committing crimes in his guise the, and then gain fame by capturing and defeating the real Spider-Man. Yeah, that, that sounds kind of, uh, kind of actually how the movie went with, uh, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal with the, the last Spider-Man movie. Kind of, kind of have that, kind of has that vibe where he came off as a hero and uh, he was kayfabe Moving on, the attempt failed and Spider-Man defeated him, at which time uh, Mysterio was arrested for his crimes he committed in the false Spider-Man guise. After a brief prison term, Mysterio was paroled and renewed his legal activities. He briefly combined forces with the Sinister Six, himself, Dr. Octopus, Vulture, the Sandman, Electro, and Kraven the Hunter. I wonder if he was like, hey, uh, Vulture, why are you so old? Because that's the question I always had. I always, always found it. I was always interested by like really old dudes like doing like regular things like sports and crime. I guess like I was always fascinated by like when you get those baseball you get baseball cards and it was like Phil Necro or Don Sutton or some some other old pitcher and it's like he's like they're like in their like forties or forty five or whatever. And granted, they look they look old as shit, but they it was which is fascinating because I'm almost that age, and I don't look anything like that. I don't think I would you you look at a baseball card and be like that guy's old, you know. But this, some of these guys are really old. Uh, but you know, and I always but I always wondered about the 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 
of the vulture because the vulture was like Abe Vigoda. Like they drew him like he was Abe Vigoda, but he was kind of ripped, but he's also like really skinny, but also he flew around and he somehow gave Spider-Man a lot of trouble. And I'm like, well, how is that possible? He's just like an old skinny dude. And he just flies around. Like what, what can, what can he do that, uh, you know, that Spider-Man can't handle? Cause Spider-Man is like, you know, like I don't, I, to my knowledge, I mean, I don't think uh, Adrian Toomes was, you know, as a in his Abe Vigoda a, a, a phase, it was uh, super strong. So I don't know why Spider Man can't just be like plink and just knock him out. So I don't know. Those are the questions I would have. During his second brief imprisonment, he learned the art of hypnosis and sleight of hand. I kind of would have pegged him to have that already figured out, you know? I mean, but you know, you know what? You're always learning. You're always learning in this world. And I appreciate Mysterio uh, picking up some new skills. Can't say that much more for the, for the, for the vulture. He was just an old guy in a green, green bird suit. Upon his release, he created the pseudonym of Dr. Ludwig Reinhardt. Oh, that's a, that's a doctor name. Okay, yeah. You know what? It's not a, he's not a Polish butcher. He's a doctor, and I, I respect that. And he used his technological and psychological, psychological weaponry in an unsuccessful attempt to drive Spider-Man insane. Mysterio was captured and served another prison sentence. This is like his third sentence. Jesus Christ. Upon his release, he established a brief partnership with the wizard. The wizard who uh, both probably because they both had like weird helmets because the wizard's got like this wicked like bulbous helmet and so does uh, you know and so and obviously you know he's got a, you know, Mysterio's got a fishbowl in his head so they're probably like yo let's team up at the helmet squad moving on the wizard a criminal who on occasion fought the Human Torch though their plan was to kill the Torch and Spider Man was set in Hollywood familiar ground for Mysterio it failed when they were imprisoned. During this term, okay, so this is like four terms. And either he's he should be like there for life. Like I don't know how he's getting all this parole. Because during this term, Mysterio revealed his many secrets to a fellow inmate called Daniel Burkhart, who's setting him up to become the new Mysterio. Oh, okay, so I didn't realize there was two Mysterios. Burkhart attempted to get vengeance on Spider-Man in a gesture of gratitude to Beck. He failed, however. Creating the illusion of his own death, Beck escaped prison. Well, that's one way to get out. Uh, and presumed his identity of Dr. Ludwig Reinhardt, who was a doctor with a fishbowl on his head. By this time, his goals were much more oriented toward profit and then fame, and his next endeavor involved behind the scenes of manipulation in a nursing home. He resumed. Woof. <laughs> that's. that's uh, He's, he's, he kind of kind of took a took a turn there. He went from uh, went from uh, the 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 bright lights of Hollywood crime to uh, messing with old people, messing with the elderly man. That's not cool. Got to respect your elders, I guess. He resumed his Mysterio identity when Spider Man again intervened. When involved in this scheme. I don't know what the scheme is. He doesn't really say here. Mysterio became aware of a large force. Oh, okay. So he's trying to get the, get money from old people, particularly Ben Parker. This is actually kind of ties into the Ben Parker thing because he was trying to get the money in Ben Parker's house that was presumably there. So I guess that's, uh, I guess that's what his uh, his gimmick was. 
though his first attempt to find it failed, it was certain that May Parker or her nephew Peter knew the location of the treasure. He spent months developing an elaborate plan to frighten them into revealing that information. <laughs> so was he like, was he like, he's like, oh, hey, you know, we're going to raise the rent here. The property values are going up. You better pull that money out. Cause scare you, scare you into, scare you into going into the bank with it with bags of money, cause you know where it is. Something, something bogus aliens. His only gain was the discovery of that money had long ago been destroyed by Silverfish. That's right, Silverfish ate all that money. How come there's not a villain called Silverfish? There's Silvermane. There's Silver Fox. There's Silver Sable. Uh, why not Silverfish? He could, uh, you know, hide in your walls and uh, annoy you on summer nights. Yeah. Uh, after a short stint in prison, so it's like his fifth deal here, Spider or Mysterio escaped and attempted revenge on Spider-Man with a new arsenal of tricks. He was defeated again, however, and sent back to prison. So he is there for, I guess you would say, the sixth time. All right. Let's, uh, let's reel this in here. Uh, height 5'11", weight 175, eyes blue, hair black, strength level. Mysterio possesses the normal human strength of a man of his age, height, and build who engages in moderate, regular exercise. Known, super, known superhuman powers, none. Abilities. Mysterio is a skilled fighter and athlete who designed an extensive repertoire of special effects and devices and stage illusions. He is a master hypnotist and prestigidator able to perform multiple sites of hand simultaneously. So, so he's, uh, he's, uh, he's Jeff Dunham <laughs> or, or you want, let's pick somebody cooler. Uh, Chris Angel, Chris Angel should have been Mysterio, man. We should have, we should have cast him in there. He should have, should have, should have had Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal kayfabe as, uh, as Chris Angel. Mysterio is also a skilled amateur chemist. Oh, that's not good. Sounds like those guys who uh, I remember when I was, I go to the gym in Buffalo and my friend was like, yeah, I know this, these guys that they would, uh, you know, they make, make steroids in their basement. I just imagine them being amateur chemists with like sleeveless lab coats. Mysterio is also a skilled amateur chemist who concocted a variety of explosives, hallucinogens, and toxins of varying strength and effects. His methods of operation frequently involved extensive uh, manipulation of his surroundings and of his victim's own senses through mechanical and hypnotic means. This causes the victim to doubt his own perceptions, preparing his ability to reason and act effectively. Yeah, he's pretty good at doing that. He's really... Uh, He's really good. He, that's the thing about. I don't read a lot of Mysterio comics, but a lot of times when you, when you, when you kind of catch up with like Spider-Man's history, and he's involved, like he's really good at Spider-Man. Like he's like Spider-Man's like Sting in WCW. Like he gets fooled all the time by Mysterio. Mysterio wears a person on his person. Numerous accessories designed to. Foster illusions. Uh, his helmet is a fishbowl, quotes, of one-way plexiglass, which prevents his face from being seen without impairing his vision. It contains his own half-hour air supply. Running underneath his costume are tubes that emit thick vision-obscuring gas through nozzles in his gloves and boots. 
carried a canister is attached to the back of the, his uniform. This dense, smoky fog serves to mask his entrances and exists to and can be mixed with various toxins and hallucinogens. Let's see. Marisuria also has holographic lasers, mirrors, hypnotic aids. He's a mirror master hidden in various pockets in the back of his suit. That's a lot to carry in that suit because the suit looks like skin tight, but like somehow he manages to like fit all those gimmicks into one suit. And uh, I don't know. I call shenanigans. Uh, base of operations is mobile. He prefers to work in an enclosed area, such as a motion picture sound stage. See, that kind of that's kind of bullshit because he's got to get somebody to come to the stage, and you can't get them there with get on the lot without until like unless there's a tour. Those tours are expensive. Peter Parker can't afford that on a freelance salary. Using an elaborately constructed set and post-hypnotic suggestion, Mysterio was able to once convince Spider-Man that he Spider-Man was six inches tall. On another occasion, he adapted an entire house to contain moving rooms, holographic projectors, and disappearing and reappearing parts. He put months of preparation into his illusions, only to go to jail five times. Mysterio has an extensive knowledge of robotics. Oh, so he's an amateur robotics, robotist. He has produced full-size duplications of the X-Men, a gigantic gorilla, and normal-sized doppelgangers of a cat and a bat, which doubled as holographic projectors and surveillance cameras. While not on the level of Victor Von Doom, Mysterio's grasp of robotics is still highly advanced. Yeah. Dr. Doom is the best. Sit back there, Jabroni. You Mysterio. Let the master go to work. All right. I'm fading here because maybe maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm being affected by these hallucinogens. Let's talk about these pictures real quick. So I talked about his outfit. We also have another picture here of Spider-Man with his arm in a sling surrounded by a bunch of Mysterios holding guns which are all fake. Then we also have Spider-Man uh, leaping at a cloud of uh, where Mysterio is kind of like doing up like a Fosbury flop away from him. We also got the aforementioned uh, Spider-Man being six inches tall where uh, Mysterio is gigantic. Also got uh, Spider-Man shooting some webs at Mysterio and Mysterio kind of dissipating them. And then just a good old fashioned uh, Spider-Man trying to punch Mysterio in the face. And uh, Mysterio's got gases coming out of his boots. So that's pretty much Mysterio for uh, for our, this edition of Rohatmu. If you have any questions or you want to just talk to me about what these uh, what this book entails, because there's a lot going on in this book, and I look forward to getting into more of it as we go along, maybe at least for another couple of weeks. Uh, you can email the show at worstcollectionever at gmail.com, or you can uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Angry Hero Sean. That's S-H-A-W-N. Or you can you know, find Jen at uh, at Jen Stansfield. You can also find us on Facebook, and uh, that's at Worst Collection Ever. You can dig us up over there. Also, my YouTube is at Angry Hero 79 where I open up action figures and do other stuff. And please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you get this show, and tell your friends. That would be really dope. So once again, folks, thanks for listening, and talk to you again next time. Yeah.